0: God bless you. My name is Pastor Benny Hawkins. I'm the pastor of Victor Irish of Las Vegas. I've been here in the valley here 30 years, and I have a fresh word for you from the book of Luke, chapter 13, verses 10 to 17. And I want to just go ahead and read it. The Bible says, Now he, talking about Jesus, was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath." and behold there was a woman who had a spirit of infirmity eighteen years and was bent over and could in no way raise herself up but when jesus saw her he called her to him and said to her woman you are loose from your infirmity and he laid his hands on her and immediately she was made straight and glorified god but the ruler of the synagogue uh, the main person answered with indignation because Jesus had healed on the Sabbath. And he said to the crowd, there are six days on which men ought to work. Therefore, come and be healed on them and not on the Sabbath day. Verse 15, the Lord then answered him and said, hypocrite, does not each one of you on the Sabbath loose his ox and donk or donkey from the stall and lead it away to water it? So ought not this woman being a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan, listen to that, whom Satan has bound. Think of it. You know, Jesus was telling them, I want you to ponder on it. For 18 years, be loose on this bond, on this, of this bond on the Sabbath. And when he said these things, all his adversaries were put to shame and all the multitude rejoiced for all the glorious things that were done by him." Let me say a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, I come before you right now, Lord, and I just pray, my God, that for those of you that are viewing, my God, this word, this fresh word, God, that you would grant them, oh God, illumination, enlightenment, revelation, understanding, and also, Lord, the power, the strength, the courage, my God. Yes, Father, the anointing, my God, that will cause us not to just be hearers of your word, but to become doers of your word. For we ask you this all in Jesus, christ's name and everyone said amen and amen praise the lord i want to speak to us a little bit you know about seizing the moment i want you to know that sometimes we can choose a time you know uh for things that we want to happen but there's other uh also other times when time chooses you or chooses me chooses us uh and uh You know, and I just want you to know that our time is now. We're living not only on the last days, but we're living on the last of the last days, you know, and it's time. Uh, uh, In other words, I like to tell my church breaks over, you know, and you know, some of you that work, you know, we take 15, 20 minute breaks or whatever. And then if we're, you know, taking longer, then the boss will come and say breaks over. And what is he trying to say? Well, trying to say, get back to work. You know, and this is the time that we're living in and it's time for us to step out, you know, and lay hold to the Lord's plan and purposes and start executing them and doing them, you know, for God's ready, you know, to perform his word as Jeremiah 112 talks about that. He watches over his word to perform it, you know, and this is why we have to begin to step out and not only that, but realize, you know, especially those of us that have been born again, have been saved, uh, we need to realize and know like we know that we've been saved on purpose for a purpose, you know. And the purpose is that the same miracle that happened with us, God wants us to take it, you know, because maybe you don't know this, but we are God's hands. We are God's mouthpiece. We are God's feet. We are God's shoulder where people can come and and rest and we can tell them, you know what, it's gonna be all right because God's in control now, you know, but you know, we we need to know that Jesus Christ that he came and he died you know for our sins you know but uh, then he left and then he sent the holy spirit you know so it's our turn now you know that was plan a and and i want you to know that we are we are kind of like Plan B, you know, uh, uh, there's no C, you know? I mean, in other words, it's our responsibility, you know, to go out into the highways and byways and compel and tell people about the saving knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ, you know? And that's what we have to do. You know, both young and old, you know, we need to respond. You know, the Bible says in Proverbs twenty nine eighteen that without vision, people a parish, you know, without revelation, you know, they cast up restraints, you know, but happy are those that keep the word, you know, but I want to take it a step further that without people, there'll be no vision to, to, to be done, you know, so, so God is looking for you. He's looking for me. He's looking for us, uh, uh, you know, to raise our hands like Isaiah did and say, here am I, send me, you know? And that's what we have to do, you know, because God is ready, you know, uh, to uh, use us to go out and, and help uh, the hurting people of this world especially in this valley you know they call it sin city you know but you know i want you to know that where sin abounds the grace of god touch much more abound and those believers like you and i you know uh, we are standing on a reservoir of god's grace you know and we have to learn to tap into it because god's grace is sufficient for us you know i wish i could get an amen you know right there where you're at you know in my church you know i, I get amens you I mean and when i don't get amens i I get a complex amen praise the lord you know but uh but you know we need to uh you know listen to what's going on you know especially in ourselves you know because the bible says in philippians 2 13 you know it tells us that it is god you know who is in us working in us both to will and to do for his good pleasure, you know, and, and you need to know that you need to know that. But let me say this, God can only work with what you give them. And even your pastor or your leaders, they can only work with what you give them. So the plan is for you to just, uh, not give up, you know, uh, say, this is too hard, but to give it up. In other words, give up those hindrances, those roadblocks, those barriers, those walls, those strongholds that the enemy, you know, has put in, you know, because when we come into the kingdom of God, you know, saved, you know, we come with a lot of issues, you know, and like, I like to tell my people, you know, you know what the issues are? The issue is you, you know? And, you know, people say, what is he talking about? The issue is you, you know? it's it's us you know we have you know we come in with a lot of baggage you know uh, they come into the kingdom of God with us but it's our job to let go and let God do whatever he wants to do not only in us but through us and the greater work that God does in us the greater work God is going to do through us you know you know and I just uh you know, I thank God for the opportunity of being able to share with you, you know, this word that the Lord has put on my heart. You know, because see, God gives people gifts; He gives people anointings. You know, but it's up to us, you know, to tap into them. You know, Second Corinthians four seven says, "For we have this treasure in earthen vessels, that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us." In other words, we have a treasure chest, you know, of gifts of abilities, of anointings, of talents inside of us, you know, but we have to like allow God to not only, uh, show us that we have them, but we need to step out. Like I said, in the beginning, we need to step out. And as we step out, God steps in. And as we're faithful in the small, God will give us more, you know, but like I said, also in the beginning, the you know, sometimes God, time, time chooses us. You know, uh, we're wondering, man, we got passed up, man, nobody looks my way or whatever. Well, that might be the case, but it's not the case no more. You know, just like Moses, you know, Moses, you know, uh, we know the story of Moses. Uh, he tried to help God out. He tried to self-appoint himself as a leader, but it backfired on him. But, you know, uh, God was in the mix, you know. See, because God uses a positive as well as a negative. God uses the good, the bad, and the ugly. You know, the Bible says in, in Romans 8:28, 28, uh, for we know that, that that all things work together for good to those that love God and are the called according to His purposes, you know, and that's talking about um, you know the good as well as the bad and the ugly as well also you know but Moses you know Moses you know he ran you know I mean he did what he did and he ran and and he thought he was running um, you know from God but really he was running to God because where he went right there, they call it the mountain of God. That's where God listen to me, that's where God emptied Moses of Moses. And and Moses wasn't even looking for God when he saw the burning bush and and he saw, Oh wow, that's a that's a weird thing. And, you know, the first look was for free. But then when he looked at it intently, that's when he heard the voice of God. And he, and he said, Moses, Moses, you know, and here I am. He says, take off your shoes. You're standing on holy ground. And that's when God revealed, you know, the plan to him, you know, but here's the key. Moses was emptied of Moses because before there was too much of him and God can't use that, you know, uh, no fletcher or glory in his presence, you know. And, and, but now Moses was empty of Moses and now he was ready to be filled with God. And, you know, God told Moses, I heard the cry of my people and, and I'm going to use you, Moses, you know. And the rest is like I like to say, his story of what he can do in a person's life. And uh I want to speak to us uh here a little bit, you know. I have a little bit of time, you know. And my title that I want to use here this, uh, this 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 day is uh from victim to victor, you know. Uh and that's really what ended up happening with Moses being that i that i i i spoke to, spoke about him right now you know is that when he was a child you know if you know the the, the story of Moses, you know, all the babies, especially the boys, you know, they were being killed. They were being annihilated. They were being drowned, you know, because uh, the demonic thoughts that Pharaoh was given that all the boys are going to be grown up and they're going to overpower and they're going to take over, you know, your nation. And so Pharaoh's Put the degree the decree out to kill the baby boys and that's when Moses was was born you know and we know the story you know uh, you know his, his sister put him in the water and and I want you to know something that Moses wasn't in that little ark commandeering it you know pulling the horn you know he wasn't doing that you know it was the holy Spirit well better yet it was a sovereignty of God that was upon Moses's life from birth Jeremiah 1:5 says even before you were in your mother's womb, I separated you. And so so Moses, you know, he ended up, you know, uh, right before Pharaoh's daughter, she was bathing there, and it was covered, the little ark was covered, but then some of the handmaidens of Pharaoh's daughter came and, and opened the ark, and I guess the Holy Spirit pinched Uh, uh, pinch Moses. He wasn't named Moses then, you know, and he started crying and then God put uh, a compassion and for, for, for the child. And he came and, and, and he was uh, raised in Pharaoh's palace, you know, and Moses, you know, he went to the best of the best universities of Egypt, you know, and you know, while his people were over there slave driving and, you know, uh, making things with mud and, you know, but God had a plan for Moses, you know, because Moses was the one that wrote the first five books of the Bible. But my title was From Victim to Victor. Moses was somewhat like a victim, you know, uh, at that particular time, you know, but God later on, he was gonna make him victorious and he was gonna use him for his Honor and for his glory to bring out his people from bondage, you know, and that's what happens, you know. Um, all of us, you know, were victims. You know what do you mean, Pastor Benny? We were victims of sin, okay? We had nothing to do with it. You know we have all sinned and fall short of the, of the glory of God. You know uh, we were born in sin. What does that mean? We were victimized, you know, uh, by something that we didn't we didn't do, and that's what a victim is. You know. Um, but, you know, when we got saved and born again and, and, and by faith, you know, received salvation, then we were on our way to victory. You know, uh, First Corinthians 15, 57 says, thanks be to God who has given us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Listen, listen to me. Jesus became a victim. OK, for us so that we, in turn, could become victorious in Him, you know. And, and 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 that's the plan, you know. I mean, the whole world, the whole world is victim, victim been victimized, you know, only they don't know, you know. And, and, and what really they really don't know is that they don't know that there's a way out, you know. Uh, in other words, they don't have to be... Uh, in Victimsville uh, in a way, but they can go to Victorville, you know, and I'm not talking about the city either that's in California, you know. I'm talking about the state, you know, uh, 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 of a person when they're in bondage and, uh, and they've been set free, just like the story that we read in the beginning of the woman, you know, she was a victim. You know, she was a victim and and, you know, uh, she was coming to church, but she wasn't coming to church to get healed. She wasn't coming to church to get delivered. She was coming to church because she loved the Word of God and she wanted to hear the Word of God. But that morning or that day when she came, I mean, there was a miracle waiting for her and jesus was there you know and and jesus healed her you know and let me say this and he healed her on purpose you know uh, on the sabbath and a lot of and, and the people there the main people they got upset I mean, they got indignant, and they they said to the woman or to anybody there, he said, "Don't be coming over here, you know, to get healed on the Sabbath, you know. Come over here another day and get healed." But you know, that's the life on the pits of hell, because the Bible says that today is a day of salvation, not tomorrow. You know, so if you want a healing, you want deliverance, you want to get saved, you don't have to wait till tomorrow. Or you for sure you don't have to wait to get to get clean, you know. And that's another lie of the enemy, that, you know. Uh, you know, wait till tomorrow or whatever, or, or wait till you get a little bit more cleaner or whatever. No, 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 no. We can't clean ourselves, Amen. It's only the blood of Jesus that is able to go in right there into our, you know, uh, our 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 evil heart, our, our wicked heart, you know, uh, which is deceitful, you know. The Bible says, you know. But But the Lord is able to go in there and cleanse you and purify you, you know, and um, and save you. But Jesus, he healed and he did this a lot of times. He healed and delivered on purpose on the Sabbath day. See, because the Sabbath was made for man. Man was not made for the Sabbath. And, you know, I mean, this guy got the audacity to come back another day, you know. But Jesus, you know, he says, you know what, you go water your cattle and whatever on the Sabbath day. He says, how much more this, my daughter, the daughter of Abraham, you know, be healed. You know, who is Satan, he said, who Satan has bound. You know, uh, and that's really who's behind everything. You know, Uh, I'm talking about from victim to victor and, you know, you know, this is a whole message, but, you know, I, I just want you to know that a lot of people are victims, you know, uh, even, even even parents, you know, they get divorced. You know, there is a child right there, poor little, poor little child, you know, torn between the mom and the dad. You know, that's a victim right there. You know, he didn't have nothing to do with that, you know, but, you know, and, and then we grew up like that, you know, and, and like with me, I'm just going to testify a little bit bit you know about my life okay I come from a family of 10 okay my dad was in the army and when he, he was when he came back there were there were four already three brothers and one sisters living with my aunt who never got married did uh, uh, she have no kids And then I was born, but my family had bought a house, three houses down from the house where we were living at, two bedroom house. And I was born, you know. Well, when I was born, my nanny, you know, she saw my dad who she raised from a baby, you know, because my dad's mom had gone crazy and went into a mental institution. So my nanny raised my dad from a baby, you know. And I was born. When my nanny saw me, she saw my dad all over again so she took a liking to me and she was taking care of me my mom ain't gonna say nothing she had four other kids you know but when it was time to move and i was still uh, maybe not even a year old my mom probably told my dad go get benny you know uh, uh, and my dad went my dad came back empty my mom said where's benny I said, i couldn't take him what do you mean couldn't take him i couldn't take him i says well, what are you talking about I said, why don't we leave benny here with, with with rosa that was my nanny's name and You know, she's been good to us. We're going to all leave and she's, uh, and she's going to stay by herself. He's in, she's in good, he's in good hands. And they left me there. Okay. As a baby. This is my testimony in a nutshell. And they left me there, you know, uh, for 11 years. My nanny taught me manners. She taught me how to read, write, whatever, everything. You know, but you know. And then at eleven years old, they pulled me. They pulled me, and I, because I was growing up not looking at my parents as parents, my brothers, sisters, and brothers, sisters. But when they pulled me, I went into a house of strangers. Because I, I, that's, I was introduced to a rejection. I was living under a bubble. I gotta share my room with him? Why doesn't he go back? That was my family. And you know what? I couldn't understand that, so what I did, I went to the neighborhood. And you know, in the neighborhood, some of you may not know this, but you get a sense of belonging there. They accept you because a lot of them, they were neglected too and rejected. And, and I grew up there in the neighborhood, you know, and it wasn't until You know, I got saved, you know, uh, at 30 years old. I did 10 years in jails and prisons, you know, and I was lost. You know, I was a victim in a sense. But what the enemy meant for evil, God has turned it around for good. And what I mean for good, I mean for good. And there's many of you right now that are viewing, you know, and maybe you have experienced rejection, you know. Hey, you know what? Um... GIVE YOUR LIFE TO THE LORD. YOU KNOW, HE WAS REJECTED. HE WAS IN THE WORLD. THE BIBLE SAYS THE WORLD WAS MADE BY HIM, BUT THE WORLD DIDN'T EVEN KNOW HIM. HE CAME UNTO HIS OWN, BUT HIS OWN no one DIDN'T EVEN RECEIVE HIM. YOU KNOW, BUT but HE RECEIVED THAT. HE WAS TEMPTED IN ALL POINTS, YET HE DID NOT SIN. AND, YOU KNOW, JESUS PAID THE PRICE FOR US. HE KNOWS WHERE YOU'RE AT. HE knew WHERE I WAS AT. YOU KNOW, I GAVE MY LIFE TO THE LORD, AND YOU KNOW WHAT, IT'S BEEN, it's been 40 YEARS. YOU KNOW, AND LIKE I LIKE TO SAY, THE REST IS HIS. Story of what he can do in a person's life, and what not right now I want to pray for you. You know, you see, Pastor Benny, you know, uh, I can relate to that. I've been rejected, man. You know, I've, I've been, you know, uh, just thrown to the side like that. Well, you know what? I want you to know something. The Lord has always been there for you. You know, he's always been there for you. And even like right now, you know, he's knocking at the door of your heart. He says, let me come in, you know, and I want you to know that that door doesn't have a handle on the outside. The handle is on the inside. That's your will, you know, and he wants to come in and he wants to do this listen he wants to introduce you to you like myself I didn't know who Benny was I hated myself I even blamed my mom for me becoming a drug addict I said it's your fault I didn't ask to be born tell me I wasn't messed up up here but you know what, uh, I led my mom to the Lord. I led my dad to the Lord. Half of my family are with the Lord, you know, because God chose me. But He chose me even before I was born. And He allowed me to go through what I went through because He knew. He knew that up ahead, he was going to flip the script, you know, and he was going to turn it around for his honor and for his glory that what the enemy meant for evil, God was going to turn it around for good. And when I mean for good, I mean for good with three exclamation marks, one for the Father, one for the Son, and one for the Holy Ghost. And right now, If you say, Pastor Benny, that's me, I want you to bow your heads right there where you're at, and I want you to repeat after me, please. I want you to say, Heavenly Father, forgive me for all my sins. They're my sins, Lord. I've committed them. Lord, I ask right now that you would come into my heart and into my life and change it, Lord, because I'm tired. I'm tired of being where I'm at, Lord. I'm tired of spinning my wheels, Lord. And I realize now, God, that what's missing Was you, Lord God, because I believe that Jesus Christ died not only for my sins, was buried, but I believe that he rose again from the dead. And right now I'm asking that that same resurrection power would come into my life and raise me from the dead. Also, I give my life to you, Jesus. I take my life from the devil. I take my life from the world. I take my life even from myself. And I place it in your hands, and I ask you, Lord, do your will i'm not I'm tired of doing my will. let me pray for you, Heavenly Father, I come before you right now, Lord, and I pray for these precious, precious people, lord God, yes you, Uh, that are viewing, my God, this message. I pray that they would know, my God, that you love them, my God, and that there is a way of escape. For Jesus said, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life, no one comes to my Father but through me, he is the door. And I pray right now for them, Lord. Remove the guilt, remove the condemnation, remove the spirit of rejection, God. And Lord, give them, my God, a a touch, God, of your love, God, of your joy and of your peace, my God. Let them feel accepted, my God, in the beloved, as the word of God says, Lord God. Comfort them, Lord, encourage them, Lord, strengthen them, Lord. Let them know, my God, that you're closing the chapter that they've been on my god and you're writing a new chapter lord god in their lives my god in Jesus Christ's name I pray amen like i said my name is pastor benny hawkins from the from the church of victory average of las vegas and you know what Uh, we're gonna give you the address and the times if you you know want more of this you know what you just heard you know what i invite you to come to our church you know and uh we're a church simply that loves uh the unlovable that we reach the unreachable and we touch the untouchables god and everybody is welcome you know because you know we are the church You know, and together we can make a difference, you know, with the other churches that are preaching the gospel. And I want to thank the studio, you know, for giving me the opportunity of being able to just share the Word of God with you, you know, because that's why, that's why God saved me. You know, I was a victim, but I'm victorious now, and I realize that I've been saved on purpose for a purpose. God bless you.